Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Hi everyone, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We are so glad that you're here with us today. Before we jump into today's episode, we would love it if you would just pause for a second, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, and rate and review our podcast. Those ratings and reviews are really important for us in order for us to be able to get our message out there to others who need it. So today we're going to be talking about how regular appreciation in your relationship plays a pivotal role in nurturing and strengthening it. A lot of times when I see couples come into our private practice and we meet with them, there's this theme of feeling unappreciated, undervalued, and a lot of times not seen. And so it's not that we go into a relationship and I do things for Tim because I want him to appreciate me and I want him to notice everything I do. That's not the point. But it really does help your relationship thrive when the other person appreciates and sees and validates the things that you're doing, no matter how small it is. So this weekend in particular, we have been very, very busy and being very busy is the bane of my existence for all those out there who didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't been following along, Tim loves downtime. He loves to be at home. He's an introvert and he really does need that time to recharge his battery. And when he shows up, he shows up and he is present. And so in our marriage, we really do try to keep that balance where I try to honor his time and make sure that our schedule isn't overbooked. But for the last week, We have had a lot on our plate, and it's been such great things and things that have brought a lot of joy. But too much of a good thing is still too much. Oh, totally. And even for me, who I like to get out there and do a lot of things, sometimes too much is too much. But we do especially try to keep this balance in our marriage and in our family. But there are times when you just have to show up. He's an introvert. He likes to be home, all of that. And this week, he really showed up. He did a lot of things, and I was so grateful and so thankful that he did it, and he did it with joy. It wasn't as if he was just moping through it and having to get it done and upset or resentful at me for all the things that we had to do. Maybe he felt like that internally, but outwardly, he really did show up with a great attitude, and I was so thankful for that. And so each day of the process, I really did try to encourage him and validate him and thank him because I was genuinely thankful and I knew that this took effort on his part and that he was intentionally showing up. Now, some of the things that I showed up and did, it was 
taking over something that Ruth normally does. And this could easily be something where she could not be grateful for me doing this. So we take our kids to a co-op group called CC, or Classical Conversations, and this is a part of their homeschooling curriculum. Now, Ruth is normally the person who takes the kids to the CC meetings on Friday, and it's a long day. It's from 9 o'clock in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and she's the one who's been taking them every week. And it could be very easy for her to be like, well, you know what, I do this all the time. You should just be super grateful that you don't have to do this all the time. But instead, she showed me gratitude for doing this because me going this Friday when she normally would be going, it freed up time for her to be able to see and spend time with a friend who came from out of town. Now, again, she would have been fully within her rights to think that thought process of, man, well, I just do this all the time. He should just be grateful that he doesn't have to go all the time, as opposed to what she did do, which is a much healthier and better option, is that she chose to be very grateful and pleased that I did something more than what I normally do that I stepped outside of. But being grateful isn't even just being grateful to the person for stepping outside doing more than what they've done, but it's even just being grateful for what they are currently doing. Because a big thing that goes along with that gratuity is that you increase or encourage the person to do that activity again in the future that they haven't done, or it encourages them to have a desire to do more because it creates an opportunity where that person can elicit more praise and or rewards from doing those behaviors. But there's this idea out there that I've definitely heard where people are saying, well, you shouldn't praise your spouse if what they're doing is just the bare minimum. And the difficulty with that thought process is it really doesn't go along with human dynamics and encouraging behavioral changes. Because a lot of times what happens is when you're coming at it from that negative perspective or point of view like that, most of the time when you're talking to somebody about those things, you're going to be focusing in on the negative. And negative is not very motivational for somebody to change their behaviors because essentially you're talking about how they have already failed, how they haven't done something well or something good, which doesn't make them want to jump for joy and get moving again, versus the opposite if you identify places where they have done well, even if maybe there's room for improvement. When you identify how they've done well, they feel encouraged, like, okay, I got praise for this, I got encouragement for this, and so then it makes them feel more like, taking another step and doing something more, or at the very least trying to do that same thing they've already done again, which then is still moving them in the right direction, the direction that you want them to go. But again, it's very hard to motivate somebody to change something by criticizing or critiquing what they're doing, or by just not saying anything about it at all. Ooh, that's a good point about not just praising them for going above and beyond, because I've definitely heard that a lot over the years. Well, that's something he should be doing anyway, or she should be doing that anyway. And so they don't offer that validation or that gratitude, which exactly like you're saying, Tim, it doesn't make them want to do it more if their attitude is, well, you should be doing this anyway. I do this every single week. And so people get stuck in this cycle of trying to get for themselves rather than looking for ways to bless the others and to encourage the other person and making it a healthy atmosphere and a pleasant atmosphere for them to be in or a pleasant marriage for them to be in which this tip of regular appreciation totally can change that atmosphere and can strengthen and nurture your relationship. And so it goes back to that same idea of the love bank that we talked early on, or if you want to think of it as a love tank. Instead of looking for ways on how I can fill up Tim's love tank, what a lot of people are doing is, well, he hasn't deposited anything into my bank or he hasn't filled up my tank in a long time. I'm running on empty. Why would I do that for him? But if you have this mentality where you are looking for opportunities and you're looking for ways to bless the other person, that's naturally going to encourage them to look for ways to bless and encourage you. 
And that creates a different cycle, a more healthy and positive cycle. No, I do think it's important to point out here that if your spouse is depressed or highly anxious or narcissistic or borderline personality disorder, that these types of diagnosis can cause you to be able to pour in and pour in and pour in and then not receive back. And so what we're talking about here are generally relatively healthy functioning people who don't have such deep deficits that no matter how much you pour in, you won't ever fill their tank. But for the majority of people out there, this is absolutely how it operates. And there's this weird thing that I've been talking to my clients lately where you may be feeling just like Ruth, you were describing, feeling like you're on empty. And then you're like, I have almost nothing to give them to make them feel better or to encourage them or anything like that. But then you take this one ounce of energy that you have and you pour it into their cup. And somehow miraculously, that one ounce turns into two ounces. And now your partner has one ounce that they can pour back into your cup while still keeping an ounce for themselves. But then they miraculously pour two ounces into your cup. And now you can pour one ounce into theirs. You keep your one ounce. Now they have three ounces. And it kind of works this way where you get more and more as you keep giving back to each other. But that if you are trying to hoard it all for yourself, then you only have kind of this one ounce and that runs out very quickly. So let's talk about some ways that regular appreciation can affect your relationship. And hopefully you'll see, okay, this has something to it. And we're hoping that it encourages you to be more intentional in looking for ways to appreciate each other. Because honestly, it is so easy to find the faults and the things that they do wrong and to pick at that and point that out. But it takes intention to be able to constantly and consistently find things to praise them for. Because over time in a relationship, it's easy to take things for granted. I think it's easy and damaging to take them for granted. Oh, for sure. And I think that's where that idea comes in where, well, they should be doing this anyway. That really is just taking them for granted and the things that they're doing. So here are some ways that regular appreciation affects relationships. It can deepen emotional connection and really enhance trust. So we've kind of already talked about this, but when you feel appreciated, a lot of times the other person feels more connected to you and there's a fostering of intimacy and it builds trust and genuine respect and affection for each other. And I could see people questioning, how could praising my spouse increase or enhance or build trust? Well, Trust normally is not really built in facts that you know about the person. They're built in how you feel towards somebody. And so if they're constantly praising you, it makes you feel better feelings towards them, which then enhances your sense or feeling of trust in them. The next thing it does is boost self-worth. And so if your partner is regularly encouraging you and praising you, it can make you feel good about yourself and can make you feel good about the value that you're bringing into the relationship. Versus if you do something, even if it's bringing in value, but you're not getting any recognition for it, it could be very demotivational. And even though you may continue to do the thing, you're not feeling as good when you're doing it because you're not getting any emotional benefit or any recognition from your partner for that. So the next thing that I think is important to know is that when we're regularly praising our partner, it helps to mitigate or helps us to avoid conflicts. Now, it's not going to avoid all conflicts, but it will decrease the amount of conflicts we get into. And so if we go back to my magical ounce analogy where we're pouring into our partner, they're getting double what we pour in, and then they get to have leftover after they've poured into us, and then now we have more than we originally started off with. When we are in a deficit, that's when we are more likely to engage into conflicts with our partner. But if we are giving to them and they're giving to us in this magical ounce scenario here, then what we will end up with is abundance. 
And when we have abundance, we're much less likely to have conflict. So if you want to reduce the amount of conflict you have, work at being in abundance emotionally with each other. And a very easy way to get there is praise. Yeah. And going off of that, when you do get into conflict, it's not as devastating because there are still things in your cup that is sustaining you. And so the goal isn't to not have conflict. It's when we have conflict, because conflict will come in a marriage. Conflict will come in relationships. When we have that conflict, we want it to be handled in a healthier way, for it to be shorter, not as intense, and not as devastating. And so regular appreciation really does improve your relationship and fill up your cup so that when conflict does come, you're able to handle it and you have the resources to handle it well. Another thing that's important to know is that it can help reduce resentment when we are praising our partners regularly. I think sometimes we can get into our head and we might have intrusive thoughts about what our partner might think about us or what their motivations were for certain types of behavior. But when our partner is able to praise us for something that we did that might directly contradict a negative assumption we've made about our partner, then it challenges that belief. It challenges that belief we just had in our head with something that actually happened in our experience. And then it makes it easier for us to fight those negative beliefs or those negative thoughts about our partner. But then if we have this absence of this positive reinforcement, then it's much easier for us to get stuck in a negative feedback loop of thinking in a negative way about our partner and building up resentment to them, even though that resentment may just start with an assumption that we originally had. And the last thing we want to talk about is that regular appreciation plays a pivotal role in reducing stress and encouraging growth. So really feeling appreciated and valued can act as a buffer against just the everyday stresses that strain relationships. Life is stressful. There's a lot going on for all of us. And you want your marriage and your relationship to be a safe haven for you and to help you kind of buffer against that. And so that appreciation that you experience in that safe haven in your marriage can really help you as you feel appreciated and valued. And then it encourages growth because like Tim was saying earlier, criticism isn't a great way to promote change. Appreciation does far more than criticism can. And appreciation can really help motivate individuals to continue growing, bettering themselves within their relationship and as individuals. Because we all want to be seen and valued. And as we see that our efforts are noticed and validated, it really does encourage us to continue that and to grow more and more. So just a recap for today's episode, if you really want to increase the positive connection between you and your partner, if you want to encourage more positive behaviors from them, if you want to help yourself to feel better in the relationship and your partner, just make sure you take that time to really appreciate the things that you see your partners doing that are good and beneficial. Even if there's things that they've been doing for decades, maybe in your relationship, it still benefits you and your partner to hear regular praise for those things that are happening that are going in the correct direction. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only. 
and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.